Wow, great crowd. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Orlando. Anybody catch a big game last night? Yeah. About them giants, eh? Want to thank Core Ventures and the related companies for sponsoring a great Super Bowl party. Thank you guys for that. You know, whether you, whoever you're rooting for, you got to say that was uh, that was quite a game. You got to be inspired by such a dramatic upset. You know, two brother back-to-back -back MVPs. And if you're a Patriots fan, you know you can rest assured, be confident that you, your team, was one of the greatest teams in history. And, uh, you know, won every game of the season except for the one that counted. Um, so, uh, you know, very sorry for you. Uh, for those of you who don't know, yesterday's Super Bowl was brought to you in Arizona by Biodiesel. All of the Fox Sports generators, satellite trucks, buses, and diesel equipment were all running on at least B20. For the previous five years of this conference, I've, I've opened it up with a state of the industry speech, uh, usually invoking some kind of dramatic military or sports analogy. This year we're going to do something very different. I'm going to make some brief opening remarks uh, and then introduce you to a group of leaders who are going to have a discussion about the biggest challenges facing this industry. Everybody knows that the industry has experienced explosive growth over the past few years and that high feedstock costs are now making the economics for biodiesel very, very challenging. We find ourselves in unchartered territory, trying to navigate a changing landscape. In fact, that's why we themed the conference Navigating a Changing Landscape. Instability in current commodity markets puts enormous pressure on individual businesses who are involved in this industry, and it's, we understand, is very painful. But as an industry, we need to remain focused on working together on the long-term vision, primarily because there are few short-term solutions to most of the biggest challenges facing this industry. Someone once said, you must set your course and navigate by the light of the stars and not by the light of each passing ship. Well, that becomes very difficult in times like these. Well, I want to share with you something that is a little longer term, but will become a part of this industry's future. This is not a jug of sun tea. Well, it, it kind of is in a way. This is a gallon of biodiesel, and this fuel was made from algae. And this is a certificate of analysis, says it meets D6751. And this particular fuel has a cloud point of minus 7C. Now I want to show you something else with the help of my friend Amber over here. This, to my knowledge, is the world's first car that is road tested and running on algae-based biodiesel. It's a, it's a factory model Mercedes with an unmodified turbo diesel engine, uh, and it's been running on a B20 blend of algal-derived biodiesel for several months, and uh, recently it's been being road tested on, on B100. It has B100 in the tank right now. Uh, now, I want to point out that this is still pilot scale. 
It's still a few years away from commercial production, from large-scale commercial production. We're not sure exactly how many years away. And I don't want to suggest that this is the panacea, the answer to, to all of the industry's concerns uh, and all of the industry's feedstock growth. But on the other hand, this isn't the tooth fairy either. This is real. And it should be a significant part of our industry's long-term future. By the way, this car belongs to a company called Solazyme. They're one of several companies developing production of algae as an oil source. Uh, this vehicle and the folks from Solazyme that are here will be available at the Ride, ride and Drive immediately following the, uh, this opening general session if you want to talk to them. Cost, availability, and sustainability of feedstocks are a huge challenge for our industry moving forward. The membership of the National Biodiesel Board has ranked feedstock development as a top-tier priority, and NBB is committed to doing whatever we can to support the activities which will lead us to increased feedstock in a sustainable way. This includes getting more oil from existing acres of conventional crops, and it will involve development of second-generation crops and feedstocks, including new technologies that will help utilize arid lands and other low-productivity areas. Our own Alan Weber is spearheading NBB's feedstock development program, and Alan will be leading Wednesday's general session, which will be exclusively dedicated to future feedstocks. So don't pack up and leave Tuesday night. Alan has been involved in the biodiesel industry for more than 15 years, and he's also unique, and he's one of the few people I know that has experience actually bringing new crops to market and, and actually growing on his own family farm, winter canola, new sun sunflowers, conventional sunflowers, soybeans, corn, all on his family farm, all important feedstock opportunities for biodiesel. We have definitely reached a bend in the road. But as someone once said, a bend in the road is not the end of the road, that is, unless you fail to make the turn. Now, despite all the challenges, we have had a surprising amount of success in the industry over the last year. Thanks to our world-class legislative affairs team and our biodiesel producer members who pay for it, we saw passage of an expanded renewable fuel standard in the energy bill which includes biodiesel in a very significant way. Thanks to our splendid technical team and the soybean checkoff that funds our technical program, we saw a number of technical successes, not the least of which was acceptance at the ASTM subcommittee level of the inclusion of up to 5% biodiesel in the diesel fuel spec. And thanks in part to the work that we do with USDA education program, we saw public awareness about biodiesel in the U.S. jump from 45% to 65% in just one year. 